the first 10 years, you are learning from the experiences of others. And as you get to your next set of 10 years, you know, now you're you're implementing the lessons learned from others as you're experiencing who you are as an individual. And just how you pointed out, by the time you get to that third set of 10 years, you know, the 30 and beyond, everything beyond that, that's that's your responsibility. There's no such thing as you can blame others. There's no such thing as the boss is the problem. The people is the problem. Everything is your mentality from now. So that shows the result of what you put in. Welcome to Corners and Conversations. My name is Jeremy Strickland, and I will be your host of this podcast. I am the founder of Just Contributor Support, better known as JCS. My mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. Corners and Conversations will have different things such as guests, perspectives, different topics of discussion, and different ways of you to look at things. So tune in. All right, everybody, welcome back to Corners and Conversations. I am your host, Jeremy Strickland, and I have Bags the Barber on the line once again. He's he's about to become an honorary member. I mean, he'd be involved with the with the episodes on cue. So what's going on, Bags? Talk to me. What's going on, my brother? Happy COVID-19 June for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um the last episode, we briefly spoke about the mentality of like how it shifts due to the experiences, of course, COVID, that that's going to be a conversation for for years to come, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But for this topic, we're going to expound more on the mentality aspect, right? So we, we're going to go through a deep dive of it, and we're going to start off with the first topic, so to speak, would be what purpose does mentality have in life? You know, so you can answer that from a personal perspective or just from a, just on the outside looking in, for me, like I've always noticed, that's part of your personality. If, if you ask me, your, your mentality, how, where your mindset is at, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's part of your growth and everything. In a nutshell, it's more or less your mentality somewhat defines you in a way, if, if that makes any sense. Right, it does. Like, if, if your mentality is, okay, I want this house, I want a car, I want to, you know what I'm saying, I want to be a certain level of successful that's your your mentality so that's that's what your 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 focus is on now if your mentality is you know what i'm saying i i just i just want to live comfortably you know what i'm saying i just want a decent job that means you don't really you know what i'm saying you don't care what kind of job it is as long as it pays in a way it is going to define your lifestyle mm-hmm. it might not define your life but it's going to define your lifestyle so what you think about you bring about that's that's the essence of a mentality mm-hmm Yes, it's like an attitude. It's the, the characteristics of, like you say, your mindset and where you see yourself going tends to be what gravitates to reality. You know what they say? You bring it into fruition. So as you think about it, that becomes the topic of discussion itself. And I think that's what the mind subconsciously says. Well, this is what you're in search of. Let's see what we can do to make this happen. You know, so do you believe it works for both in a positive and a negative way? Like if somebody Absolutely. just have the the positive way of going about it and they say, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm passionate about. They tend to focus on those things and, and that become what's desirable compared to somebody who have the negative mindset, the why does this happen to me kind of mindset and just for some reason their mind always look for the fault in the experience instead of what they can learn from it. Right. I'm going to give you the perfect uh, scenario for it and how I can break it down to you in a positive and a negative aspect. Okay. You, uh, you've known me for what, 2013, 2000, since 2011, 2011, uh, November, 2011 was when I met you. 
because I was coming off active duty. So I met you November 2011. So that's what, nine years? Uh, a little under nine years? Yep. Uh, since you've known me, you've known I, I, I smoked cigarettes. So Need with breathing that, treatments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, calm my nerves. Mm-hmm. In the words of young boy, because I need it. But, uh, <laughs> but the main thing was I, I've always wanted to quit. But my, ma- my mentality was like, man, I need it. It calms my nerves. It keeps me from a lot of stuff I've been through, and it keeps me from from expressing my myself in a way that I don't want to. Because it's, it's sort of like you've heard people say, "Oh, I'm 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 grouchy because I'm hungry. I didn't eat breakfast, so I didn't have my coffee this morning." Right. That's the mentality that you have. You 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 know you want something, or you your your mind has become so dependent on it that if you don't get it. You you start getting grouchy or angry, and you, even in the Snickers commercial, you're not yourself. You need the you need the Snickers. That's that's the whole thing. So the mentality of me needing a cigarette has always made it hard for me to quit. So with that, I had to change my mentality. I haven't had a cigarette right. in four months now. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Congratulations. Oh, thanks, thank, no, thank you. That, does that involve going to like a? A meeting of people saying, you know, tobacco used to be my my crutch, but now I'm doing better. Was that just a decision that you no, finally put no, yourself it, out of it? Did you need a support group for it? No, I, I, didn't, I didn't need a support group because that's going to push me to smoke more. I, I honest to God, every time I'd be watching TV and I seen a commercial about nicotine does this, 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 I fired up a cigarette immediately. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that type of stuff encourages uh, my nicotine habit. Like but, it was counterproductive. Uh, yeah, but I've elevated myself to, I'm not going to say I've elevated myself because I'm still using nicotine, but it's not a, as much. I don't smell like nicotine. I'm using like a, a jewel type ordeal okay. to, to process myself off of it because it's, it's not easy. It's a, it's a process. Right. Well, I, I ask you this. How long were you consuming tobacco, like cigarettes itself? How long that was? Oh, all right, so boom, I joined the Army May 28th, 2008. I started smoking February 14th, 2009. That was when I first bought my first pack of cigarettes on Valentine's Day, 2009. So, but usually people you know, buy teddy bears and chocolate, but I guess you had a different, a different approach. I was in Korea. I was in Korea. The only thing you're going to do in Korea is get a uh, get, pick up a drinking habit and uh, <laughs> other bad habits. Yeah, everybody leaves Korea with a bad habit. So since 2009, and then you compound all of those years of just a habit, you know, an activity, mm-hmm. and then you, you fast forward to 2020, and you say, I'm, I'm going to make a make progress in getting up out of this. Right, so, right. So did you take that a step at a time, or is it just you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not about to be reliant on cigarettes, let me switch to something else and begin the process of taking myself off of it entirely? It was, it was a lot of things that came into play. Okay, so for one, I, I met this this woman who, who wants queen. nothing but the best for me. Mm-hmm. Right? She wants nothing but the best for me. In order for me to keep her, she don't want me smelling like nicotine all day. Plus, I I, I live in a house with with children. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want nicotine to be all over the house and stuff. So you know what I'm saying? That was a big thing of all right. I need to leave it alone. I even tried to let go. Shout out to Alexander. He he gave me a bunch of the gum. See, and I tried that. Yeah, and man, that that did nothing but make me angry. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, that make me angry. But it was like the nicotine gum, or you just like just regular chewing yeah, gum was, to try was, to replace the habit. It was it was the nicotine gum, and like the nicotine gum make you not want gum at all, bro. Like it, it that bad. Uh, 
like it the taste alone just like it's like a shot of i don't know like some real real strong alcohol with no alcohol flavor to it just disrespectful so it, yeah so it was like man i'm chewing it i'm getting the hiccups just off chewing this it's like all right i don't i feel the i don't feel the need or the desire of a cigarette so my mentality is changing i don't need a cigarette as long as i'm chewing this but Hopefully, by me chewing this long enough, I could just switch over to like winter fresh or juicy fruit or something, and and I I get the same satisfaction without the the nasty aftertaste. Right. But I sit up there and I said, man, this this ain't working. This this something got to shake. So I, I even went to sunflower seeds. Now the sunflower seeds were working. I ain't, I'm not gonna lie to sunflowers because they they you could pick your flavor of that. Okay. Yeah, you pick your flavor. You got options. Yeah, and plus it's it's like the only thing, the only downfall with the the sunflower seed. I still use those though, but the only downfall of those is like you you gotta have a bottle or a paper bag or something to spit the, the shells out of you. True. You know what I'm saying? And you can't just be in the house just spit them on the floor. And people be quick to call you out for it too. You have all these sunflower seeds. You're nasty. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so I don't know. I, I I guess again that goes back to your mentality. To where in my mind I just need something to just is is something that's calming my nerves. So it's sort of like after after eight to nine years of me always putting a cigarette in my mouth, I guess I just needed something like that on the lines of line to that to take my mind off of it to relieve stress. Yes. That was more along the lines of my habit with it. So speaking to to go into the next portion of it for you removing yourself from that you know, way of consumption, cigarettes specifically for tobacco and you switching yeah. to something else that's less, I say less harmful for others. You know, with smoke, you know, once it's in the atmosphere, it's in the atmosphere. So I guess with vape, yeah. it'll be, you know, a, a different, a different yes. avenue. Now, basically all I'm doing is training my mind because again, your mind is the most powerful thing that you control or have. So with that, if, if you don't feed it properly, if you don't train it properly, you got to feed it knowledge. You got to uh, obtain knowledge and you got to constantly go over certain things so that way it stays fresh. So with that, basically, in my mind, I'm, I'm dependent on nicotine. I'm going to need nicotine. I need nicotine. I need nicotine. So I said, OK, I could train myself to. All right. I need a strong nicotine. So I'm not going to smoke the stuff that smells funny and all that extra stuff. Like I don't need the, the actual cigarette. I, I trained myself to not be dependent on that. Right. So that was month one. Month two, okay, now I'm getting off of the 10% of nicotine, which is an actual cigarette. I'm going to break myself down to the 6%, which is a, a, a huge leap because you got to hit it. You're in, you you gonna want you're gonna want to hit the electronic cigarette more often because you're not your body's not getting the same get amount of kick. nicotine. Yeah, you're not getting what you're used to, so you you're using it more often. That's what I learned in month two. It's like, oh, man, I'm 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 not smoking as much, but I'm I'm smoking. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these vapes. Then boom, I said, all right, I'm I'm gonna gradually break it down. So I dropped down to to five percent in month three. I'm, I'm I'm hanging in there. Month four, which is where I'm at now, I'm basically at three percent holding on. Like I said, it's a it's a force of habit of me inhaling something and blowing out smoke. That's that's basically what it is. So next month I'm gonna try and break it down to one percent, see how that goes. And that I love it. I love the way you put it as well. You're training mm-hmm. yourself to get involved in another aspect. So it's like your first time doing a sport that you're not familiar with, right? So mm-hmm. you're seeing somebody playing cricket, you know, physically you're able to do it, but you don't understand the rules of how it works. 
you know, mm-hmm. or if you're doing, uh, let's say, soccer, you know, if you used to football with your hands and they say, oh, this is the other football. You say, oh, OK, and the soccer now it's you have to break yourself out of the habits, the tendencies. Yes. Right. And it just take time as you keep applying yourself. You're able to make progress or whatever it is that you desire. You you get as close to it as possible. So I right, like the way right, that you right. put it right there. So it's not just the 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 cigarettes itself. You're not saying you're dependent yes. on the substance. You're saying I have to retrain my mindset to get the desired outcome that I'm in search of. You know? Right. Because every everything starts with, with your your mentality. From the moment you wake up, yo, it's it's your mentality. Like if you have a job to where you have to be at work for four forty five in the morning, I'm just gonna throw that number out there. I see what you did uh, there. You have to mentally prepare yourself to hey look i just got off work at at five o'clock in the afternoon i know i have to be back at work for 4 45 in the morning so i need to go ahead and as soon as i get off get my my whatever i got going on in my life together and i need to be in bed no later than nine ten o'clock so that way i can at least get my body enough rest that it that it needs so i can wake up for three or three thirty four right. o'clock whatever time you need to wake up for to mentally prepare yourself to go to work. Valid and point. yeah, and so the, it, everything goes off your mentality. If you have the mentality of, oh, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to curse on your uh, show, but my favorite two words growing up was F it. That's what I thought Akuna Matata meant. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, right. So with that, it's more along the lines of that's your mentality. Your mentality is F it. I don't care. I they, What they going to do, fire me? You have to have the mentality of, this is what I want. This is what I want to do. This is what I want to accomplish. Once you sit there and you train yourself, some things you don't even have to train yourself to do. You're naturally going to do it just mm-hmm. because that's your mentality. Like, you you know, for, for a perfect example, you know you have a test coming up. Right. In, in high school, elementary, college, even in a military, whatever, when, Whatever even at your aspect. job, right? You you have a you have a test or an exam or you're about to get watched or monitored. You know your mentality not gonna let you just go out there and just do something stupid. In your mind, your mind is basically gonna tell you, "Look, don't do nothing stupid right you, now." You're you on know alert, what I'm right? You, you you know your moves is being monitored. Yeah, yeah. So so naturally, you're gonna do things that you wouldn't normally do. Like even at a job interview. Yeah, like when the when the boss's boss get there, you see the boss put on the face. Yeah. But don't yeah, get me even, started. <laughs> even though this ain't this isn't your dream job. This isn't your like even at McDonald's. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? You you show up, you do your job, but once that boss boss walk in, something in your mind tells you, man, look, I'm about to make it make it so make it look like I've been doing this for for years. Right. And I don't I give really them a reason to tell me something. Yeah. Yeah, so that's your mentality. Some people's mentality is basically, all right, I want a house, I want cars, I want success, I want my children not to struggle, I want I want their college paid off before they even graduate and go to high school. You right, know what I'm right. saying? Before they graduate elementary and, and all that, and middle school, I want their college funds already saved up. Provided. So they don't have to yeah. worry about that. They that, have that's, options. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's a mindset. That's, that's, that's your mentality. You want to provide for your children and make sure they don't have to struggle. So that, that's that's an excellent mindset. But then you have some people that's, hey, man, they have to get it how they live. I didn't even go to college. So I don't know if they expect me to pay for their college. They might want to study a little harder. But you, you know what I'm saying? That's right. that's that's another mindset. I'm not saying either is wrong or e- either is better than the other. But it just you your know mind has a way of eavesdropping on you. So the the things that you thinking is just a conversation with yourself. That's really the, exactly. the system that governs your body. 
And if you don't pay mm-hmm. attention to how you conducting yourself, your mind will take, you know, pretty much pick up those habits and start to put out what it's taking in. Mm-hmm. You know, so, right. so how can somebody be able to control that type of environment? So somebody wish to be they wish to make progress. They wish to do whatever it is that they desire to have an impact. Is that what they looking at on social media? Is that the people that they have around them? Like what specifically gives them the the foundation to have more control over what it is that they desire? That's what we call self-control. That's that's more along with self-control. So it's the individual, not necessarily the environment. Right. Like, all right, man, you, you got to understand. You got to think about it. Obama is from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Which which is one of the most more violent cities in, in America. That's the reputation so, that it has. Right. So if it's it's easy to sit up there and say, Oh, I'm a product of my environment. This is this is all I know. This is all I've seen. Mm-hmm. If if anything, Obama in my eyes, Obama sat there and used that as motivation. This is all that is provided for me to grow from. So why don't I use that as my motivation to do better? There's nothing up because, from him. Yeah. Yeah. So if everybody was out, a, like a community, but he was like community coordinator. Like that's the type of stories you don't right. hear. I mean, to to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to Mr. Rashard Carter. I know he's probably either somewhere doing something successful. He was our class valedictorian. Okay. But he hung out with me and my band of misfits up in high school. <laughs> but again, he was the valedictorian. I, I graduated with a FIO 2.9 GPA. Okay. Right there at the, the bottom of the top of the class. You I know see what I'm what saying? In the, right there, in the middle. <laughs> Good enough to not be trash. Right. But not, I ain't want all of that. I, I did just enough to, to pass. That was my mentality in high school. Okay. I, I know the system and I'm going to do just enough to pass. I'm not, I don't need no A's. I don't need no B. A C is perfect for me. Right. But, but I learned from Rashard Carter. He grew up in a very tough part of Hammond, Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? With him growing up in a very tough part of Hammond, Louisiana, he didn't just stick to, oh, I'm hanging out with this person, this person, and this person. So I'm going to do with this person, this person, and this person. He didn't let it define him. Right. So he made he made a way for his own self. And he went to Notre Dame. uh, I don't want to call it university, but he went to Notre Dame and he graduated, played in the band and all that. That's that's Ivy League status right there, right? You you hear about yeah. him all the time, yeah. Yeah, and, and now he's you know what I'm saying he done recently got married and he done, uh became an accountant on on some type of level. I'm proud to say that I was associated with him. We, me and him were on two different levels, and his mentality was on something different than what I, mine was on, mm-hmm. along with the rest of my friends. And it, and to and to add on to it. It was an interview. Who was it? Master P of all people. Shout out to Person Miller. He, when they asked him, how did he get to his level of understanding and growth and knowledge? He said, it's simple. I just had to be smarter than my environment. Like he, he didn't say this is where I'm from. This is my limitations. He said, no, I seen where the foundation was at. OK, this is the base. All right. There's nowhere. There's nowhere but up from here. The same way we talk about, you know, with our former president. So that, that's facts right there. Very valid yeah. point. Great example. Yeah, so you, I, I, I hate when when certain people sit up there and utilize the the excuse of, uh, this is all I know. That means you need to utilize other resources and learn from that. You know what I'm saying? That was like, the, cop out. That, yeah. the the whole point is that's all you know. That means there's more out there for you to learn. Again, your mind is the strongest thing that you possess. So True. you need to feed it. You need to train it. So it's it's what the the individual wish to subscribe to. Right. Well, look, let's put it right. this way. There are some people who say, I understand about the books and all that, but I'm not much of a book reader. 
Is that them understanding themselves or is that what they tell themselves? Okay, let me let me break it down to you. This is how the mind break grows the break down. And, and learns. So the Louisiana school system, I'm, I'm, I'm going to break it down even further. The tangible whole parish school system, okay. this is how they train you. In first grade, they teach you addition and numbers. They teach you first. First, they teach you uh, kindergarten and all that. They teach you one, two, threes, teach you to count to 10 and all that. Right. Once you go to first grade, now you're counting to 20 and 30 and 40 and all the way up to 100. And they're teaching you how to add one plus one, two plus two and all that extra little simple stuff. And then as you get to second grade, now you're adding 10 plus 10 and you're elevating. It's the same knowledge. You're right. just adding a zero. Now, once you get to third grade, now you're adding 37 plus 14. The same thing, just more numbers. Scalability. Yeah, they're building. Right. So so you're feeding your mind the same information. You're just giving it a bigger plate. You know what I'm saying? So right. fourth feeding grade, that hunger. Yeah, fourth grade. Now you know adding and subtracting. Now you're multiplying. Now instead of uh, fifth grade, you're multiplying. Instead of single digits, you're, you're multiplying double digits. And then they'll incorporate decimals. You know what I'm saying? It's like they're feeding you basically. Huh, we're gonna give you the 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 sample portion. Now we're about to give you the happy meal portion. Now we're about to get you the big kids meal. Now here's the mighty kids meal. Now here's the uh, actual meal. Here's it large. Thanks. Here's it medium size. Here's it large size. Now here's it super size. And from there, now once you get the super size, which is high school, once you get out of high school, now you should have the recipe to make that meal yourself to go out to college, and you can sit up there and basically expand the way you cook it and prepare it yourself. So in the beginning, you you have to, you you know, you're not knowing of anything. You get this information and then it'll get right. to a point where you can already implement it yourself. You don't need assistance in doing it. You're self-governed at mm -hmm. that point. Set it and forget it. And that it's the way how you present it as well. You know, it, it's very creative because I know those who may be listening to it, it's hard for them not to understand it. You know, the, the way how you explain it to them, it's average. But put it like this. Average people can, you know, they could just learn so that they can understand. But exceptional right. people, you know, people who are remembered, people who are great for doing what they do. They practice mm -hmm. it to the point where they can't forget it. You know what I'm saying? It becomes a part of them. It's ingrained in their personality. You know, if mm -hmm. I say if I tell you LeBron James, what's the first thing you think of? Garbage cans. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not a LeBron fan. No, I, I think basketball. <laughs> oh, all right. Basketball. All right. So if you think of Michael Jordan, what would you think of? Space Jam. Garbage cans. So see. Like, whoa, whoa. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. There's a lot of tennis shoes behind that there garbage cans. <laughs> it, so the, 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 just like you point out, there's things that is associated with somebody's name because that's what the mentality is invested as. Right. So for right. some people, it's not just a person. It's their way of life. Right. Right. For some right. people, it's not just a habit. It's what keeps them who they are. That's like what mm -hmm. makes them human in a sense. So do you think whatever it is that people choose to manifest, it makes the difference or is it all the same thing? Whatever you have in your mind, that's what you gravitate towards, whether it's better or for worse. Or do you think there's a different system for let's say a negative habit compared to a positive habit. All right, so boom, that's 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 an excellent question. And all right, let me break down my response to the last question with that. Okay. Basically, remember how I said you had me, a bunch of my other friends, and Rashad Carter. Yes. We all grew up in the same environment. 
we we all had equal opportunity to make something of ourselves. Nobody's parents will, had more money than mm-hmm. the other. Nobody was living in a better part of town than the other. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? Nobody yeah, it was, was had no unfair advantage. Everybody was leveled. Right. So with that, some people growing up, their mentality comes off of watching their parents. You know what I'm saying? That which parents play a, a very major role. Especially in the beginning. Yes. Uh, as a child, if you see your parents always paying the bills on time, never seen the lights go off, never been evicted and, and always had food on the table, it might not have been what you want, but it was something on the table yeah. to eat. You know what I'm saying? That's your foundation. That, that's that, what you build that, off of. That, that, that's your mindset. Yes. You, you, you don't want to be worse than your parents. You don't want to be dependent on your parents. It happens from time to time. But your mentality is, all right, this is what I'm used to. This is what I'm going to do. Right. I'm going to make sure my bills are paid on time. I've never been without lights, so I don't want to be without lights. Yeah. It becomes foreign to you. You, you never had to experience yeah. it. So why would you even think of it? Right. So it, it's basically a norm for you. Hey, no matter what, I got to pay. I got to pay my lights on time. But at the same time, if you have another household who once a year, the lights go out, they could make ends meet because of. You, you never know. It might be because they had to sit up there and take extra money out of back right. to school. You had to make those for, tough for decisions. To yeah. I had to make sure my kids had stuff for school so I couldn't pay the lights on time. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be a week behind on the lights. So for, I'm, I, I never will make fun of anybody like that because I grew up where the lights went out a couple of times. Okay. But, but with that, that's going to have somebody with the mindset of, all right, every now and then, I'm going to fall on hard times, but I don't want to go back to that. There's different avenues to how you grown. Mm-hmm. Like if, if uh, you, you can sit up there and have the mindset of, all right, the lights went out once or twice as me, me being a child. I didn't like it when the lights was out. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't charge my phone. I couldn't do anything. So I don't want to go back to that. I don't never want to go back to that. So I'm going to avoid that at all costs. You use it as motivation. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or you could have the mindset of, all right, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't been like that. I didn't, yeah, been, I didn't been here life. before. This familiar. I ain't scared. The whole point of a mindset is, is yours. You basically dictate it. You can allow certain situations to sit up there and do whatever it is to you, but it all boils down to you. You know what I'm saying? Like right. how Cat Williams said it, you, you can't blame somebody else for you having low self-esteem. It's called self-esteem. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? That's sort of how I look at it. That's a valid point that the way how you give that information, uh, the way how I'm consuming it, what I imagine is, you know, if you have a computer, you spend all this money for it. But if you open it up and press the power button, if there's no program to run it, you're going to think something's wrong with the computer. You know what? I waste my, I waste my money. You know, I'm tired of this. I'm going to bring this back. Something is wrong with this computer. The point is, the program that runs the computer was not being used. So the same way you have an operating system, which could be the mentality, the mindset, if you're not building a program to put your mentality in a space where you can grow, how can you be upset when progress is not being made? You haven't developed the program to tell the the mentality, train it to say, this is what I need to look for. This is the experience that I receive. Now, this is how I'm going to develop the plan of action to make progress and execute on it. So it's valid input. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Just to piggyback off of it, my whole thing with a, with a mindset is I believe that everybody has the capability of having a positive mindset. That's the first thing that you should always want to teach yourself is have a positive mindset. Because if you do negative things, you're gonna get negative results. If you think negative things, you're gonna get you're gonna do negative things. If you think positive, 
positive things are going to happen to you. You change your mindset, you change your life, you say, right? Right. Absolutely. Just think about it. If all those mass murderers, all those school shootings, and if, like if you think of all those people, right. all of those people had negative things going on. They had that was a mentality that they had. Yeah. So if just think about it, if they took something and put it into a positive aspect, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't have shot nobody that day. They wouldn't have killed anybody the day that they performed their actions. I'm pretty sure they'd still be walking around amongst the free. Doing probably something, you know what I'm saying? If you have the mindset to go out, just think about how strong your mind has to be in order for you to go kill somebody. To carry out them type of missions, yeah. Right. If you don't even notice these people, you're just going in there shooting. So your mindset has to be very, very strong for you to just get up and just go do something like that. So they had a, a strong willpower just applying it in the, yes. you know, in the avenue that's not productive. Yeah. So think about if they was actually using that that same strong mind in a positive way. Let me help someone. Right. Let me help. Let me help the society. They can impact the same number of people in a positive way. Man, that, that's beautiful. My main thing with my mentality is no matter what, always think positive. No matter what you, you're doing. If you're flipping burgers at, at McDonald's or Burger King or Wendy's or whatever, say say today I'm gonna I'm today I'm gonna be, become the best burger flipper ever. I'm gonna do the best I can to flip these burgers at the fastest rate, at an accurate. If they don't want mayonnaise, they not getting no mayonnaise. Right. You know what I'm saying? You taking ownership of your experience. Yeah, by by, by putting it into a positive aspect. Yeah, even if you, your goal is to become the manager, no matter what your goal is, no matter what your what your job or your occupation or whatever your status is in life, just think positive. At one point in time, I'm not gonna lie, I was a very negative person. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, effort was always my my motto. Right. You know what I'm saying? I learned that at a young age. Mufasa died, and, and I heard a cool talk. Man, it was over with. I'm telling you, right. I'm blaming Disney. In a nutshell. It's, it's more along the lines of I started thinking positive. It's more positive things start mm-hmm. happening. You had a positive infrastructure, and that's when you started yeah. allowing yourself to think and within those limitations, so to speak. So you had freedom within those limitations. These are my, I guess, my positive left and right limitations right here, and I want to stay mm-hmm. within this lane right here and stop exploring all these other things that, that mm-hmm. obviously don't fit within what I'm progressing in. So that yeah. makes sense. And don't do stupid stuff. If you don't do stupid stuff, that's going to knock out most of the negative <laughs> stuff out your life. You know what I'm saying? But that, that's a conversation for another day. Right, right. So I'm, I'm going to lead this into the next one. Should you allow others to shape your mentality? Absolutely not. Now, now, I mean, oh. now I'm going to let you give your response and then I'm going I'm to follow up after you. By all means, please continue. All right. So, so boom. Let me change that. In certain instances, no, you shouldn't. But yes, you can. Mm-hmm. So when, when I say no, you shouldn't, let's let's take social media, for example. Okay. A lot of people sit up there and, and want to portray this certain person that they're really not on social media. Because they feel like they want to look good in front of a bunch of strangers and people that they know or haven't seen in years. Mm-hmm. They want to, you know what I'm saying? They want to look like they did so much and accomplished so much and seen so much. Don't 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 worry about them. Worry about yourself. You know what you, you, you're capable of doing. If you're worried about your own personal happiness, don't dwell on what others think of you. Right. Because the moment you start worrying about what others think of you, you're going to drive yourself insane. Because no matter what. It's like a feedback loop from hell. Somebody's going to find something wrong with you. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Out of all the billions of people that's on this planet. The billions. Everybody's not going to like you. 
everybody's not going to agree to the way you did something. Right. That's the whole point of it being so many different cultures and races and, and mindsets. Right. Exactly. That, that's, that's why I say if you if you're trying to accommodate your lifestyle or your priorities around somebody else's input, you're never going to be happy. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're trying to make somebody else happy. You're, you're not going to be happy, but on a positive note, mm-hmm. like I said, you can sit up there and you can use certain people as role models, as mentors, as they're like advisors. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I've said this on numerous other uh, interviews with you. I always idolize Lil Wayne and Alan Iverson. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because of, hey, they're short, young, and successful. Boom. Bo- granted, both of them have long hair and I'm bald, but hey, I missed it. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they they both, had, both of them had tattoos and were very impactful to both their crafts. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about looks. It's not about anything like that. It's more along the lines of they were very... If you look at rappers nowadays, 90% of the rappers that are out have a piece of Lil Wayne in them. Right, there's the demeanor, the style, yeah. the, the level of creativity. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. Is is that's that like it's it's so in so many different ways. Wayne has impacted hip hop to where there's a, a a hundred little Waynes on the radio. He shifted right now. that mentality, changed the rap game, as they say. Right, they're just they're just not as good in some way or fashion. <laughs> they're they're doing. They're doing some type of drug because Wayne rapped a lot about drugs. Okay. They they they're mumbling because Wayne used different voices and auto tune and different mm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, his phases of they, his career. They, they have so many tattoos because they feel like just because Wayne has so many tattoos, you have to have a bare minimum of fifty tattoos in order to be a rapper. You have to have a cup of something. It, it might be apple juice, but you need to be drinking something in your video. Yeah. yeah, right. So Wayne was very impactful to hip-hop and by him saying that he was the best rapper alive you know what i'm saying that made all his peers look and be like well he did put out over 700 songs in 2007 so right man i need to sit up there and put out gives them the foundation and this the mindset i need to be in this is the height of success i wish to reach because i see it's obtainable and he impacted people you know, whether it's a positive or a negative there's no denying that he shifted some people's mentality so that's that's right Great. And then if you if you break it down to Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson was the most influential basketball player in the NBA point blank period. He, I, he I wasn't talking about the game. He was talking about I, I refuse. And he did that on practice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we didn't even practice what he was going to say for the interview. Right. That's how you know he was serious about not practicing. So with that, you look at the armbands all these NBA players are wearing. Before Allen Iverson, it was uncommon for for NBA players to have more than like two or three tattoos. Nobody wore as much accessories as Allen Iverson up until, you know what I'm saying? The the armbands, the headbands, the finger bands, the the rubber bands, the the uh the elbow bracelet. He he was the first rapper to influence all that. The crossover, you know what I'm saying? They they changed the way your crossover had to be. They said he was carrying. So he changed his crossover and made it even more deadly. You know what I'm saying? The the reason I wanted to get out and play basketball and dribble is because of Allen Iverson. I'm pretty sure there wouldn't be a Kyrie Irving or anybody like that or, or John Wall there wouldn't be any of those fancy dribbling people out there that would have the mindset 
unless Allen Iverson. Once you've seen Allen Iverson his rookie year cross over Michael Jordan, he became that, that a reality changed. for some. Yeah. Yes, he changed the NBA. He might not have been the greatest player. He might not have been the biggest player. But he changed but the game. But the heart that he had going against Kobe, Shaq, Robert Ory, the, the primetime Lakers, right. and it was just him. Granted, he had other people on the team, you know what I'm saying, Eric Snow and all them. But don't nobody know Eric Snow. But he you didn't. He saying? didn't allow for those who were considered the exceptional beings to stop him for what it was that he wanted. Right. He, he focused he, he on went, his skills and what made him so impactful, and he doubled down on that. And that's that's exactly. what he depended on, because that was his mentality. Yeah. If his team averaged ninety points a a, a game, mm-hmm. and he's averaging thirty. What that say? You know what I'm saying? He's carrying this team. The the other ten to eleven to twelve or thirteen people on the team can only get you sixty. He getting you thirty no matter what. By himself. Yeah. So so he's basically tripling whatever anybody else on the team is giving you, and carried them to the finals against a, the best team that was ever put assembled. Well, one of the best teams ever assembled. Okay. And he didn't just get, go there and get whooped like four games straight. He won the first one in Los Angeles. That shows heart. That shows character. I don't care how big you are. Shout out to Shaq. And I don't care how skilled you are. Shout out to Kobe. I'm going to do me. He dropped 52 against them in the first game and won. He lost every every game after that in 2001. But, but that showed he left his mark. Much, yes. You got to think about it, bro. In his first, he got drafted, what, 96? 95-96 uh, draft. He didn't came in the league. He crossed Michael Jordan. He he carries a, a broken team to the finals and, and goes up. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shows character. Yes. Everything he did, he's dropping 50 when they need 50. The entire team scored 102 points. He dropped 50 of them. That shows heart and determination, skill. Yes. Like, that, that's why when I became a barber, I said, I'm going to cut a million and one people's heads. I'm going to learn what I got to do to master my craft. I don't once I start mastering my craft. All right, cool. Now I'm trying to sit up there and, and really become the best version of me that I can possibly be. Why? Because I don't want to just do something to say I did it. I want to do something because Wayne was the best rapper. He produced it and said he was the best rapper. Iverson did the best he could. All I idolized was the best, in, in my my own opinion, of course. So, so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm mm-hmm. gonna go off of that. That's what my mentality was. And you were, and you allowed those to influence your mentality. That's a valid mm-hmm. point for for me. In a, I would say in a similar sense, right? It, for me, it wasn't, of course, rappers and and ball players. You know, for me, right. it was the aspect of I need to find somebody that's doing something that I'm passionate about. And that's right. when I, I, you know, not having the the physical support group around me, I look online. You know, YouTube is, is very, very impactful if you know what you're searching for. Google is very impactful mm-hmm. if you know what you're searching for. And right. that's where you, you find influential people, you know, like the, the Dr. Eric Thomas. That's where you find influential people. Uh, the, the, a lot of people could be named regardless. But the, the right. point is allowing people to in, influence you and shape your mentality there is no issue if it's for the better, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think some people are not able to understand what they are witnessing when they see people doing things and they say, oh, all right, that's what's up. It's different. But that doesn't mean that's what speak to you. I think for some right. people, they follow it for acceptance or conformity in the aspect of they don't want to be considered the outcast or the person who goes against the grain. 
You know, the right. person who the person that that I like it because everybody else like it kind of thing. But it's called the bandwagon effect. It's it's hard to get somebody uncomfortable if it's the a field that they're experienced in. You know what I'm saying? Rather, whatever skill it be or whatever requirement that you expected of somebody, if they're conditioned in that field, it's hard for you to get them out of that form of structure, that level mm-hmm. of understanding and that level of commitment. Man, this this is a lot of good information. Great information. Right. The I'm speechless. <laughs> yeah, because like I said, role models. I I ain't even gonna say role models. I'm pretty sure you watched the movie Kings of Comedy with Steve Harvey and who and, haven't? Who right, hasn't? A lot of these millennials. Yeah. But uh, when it comes, to <laughs> oh, it's on. They watching it now. You know it's on Netflix and they ain't got nowhere to go. So oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they found it by now. Right. But when Steve Harvey stood up there and said. All right, boom. He's a very God-fearing man, but as a child or a youth, he didn't like going to church. He had to find something or someone that mm-hmm. motivated him to want to go to church. Not Sister, Sister Odell. Oh, not yeah. Sister Odell. Now, now, once he found Sister Odell, it was it was he. He said he was locked in. That it made him do something positive, like want to go to church. Right. But you know what I'm saying? Even though it was a negative aspect. That he was like, he knew she was going to curse and do some other stuff. You That's know all what he saying? waited for. <laughs> but it put him in a positive situation. It, it did. That's why I always say in every interview, no matter what, I learn from positive and negative people around me. I look at the positive out of a situation and the negative. Provide but I, I learn more. Yeah, I learn from the negative, but I grow from the positives. That's how I sit up there and do it. It's, it's like no matter what, you're you're nobody on this earth. Nobody on this God green earth has done everything absolutely right from the moment they was born. Everybody has made a mistake. The Valid only way point. you're going to grow in life is if you make mistakes. I learned that from the magic school bus. Even, even as a child, like I said, that's why I can name all these cartoons and movies and stuff. Right. That, that my mindset and my mentality has always been on learning or adapting. I see what you did there. Like you always, that's why I picked that up from you. Mm-hmm. I see what you did there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When Disney stood up there and said a Matata, I see what you did there. They're very creative in how they, they go about expressing yeah. their content and it still shapes right. mentality. And and right. while we yeah. while we on that aspect, yeah, I, I started asking a lot of guests on the show this question. I fell in love with it, so I'm gonna ask you the same question. What advice would you give yourself if you could go back ten years from now? Two. Ten years, that'll be 2010. Oh, man. Ooh. See, I ain't, I ain't had no kids back then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, honest to God, what's crazy is, bro, me and you going to have to have a talk once we're once we done with this. Cause, I got you. Know, you. Just, just remind me about 2010. All right. Uh, bro, honest to God, 2010, I was in Afghanistan. I swear to God, I would have told myself, don't re-enlist and start building. Like, literally, I wouldn't have said nothing else, but don't re-enlist and start building. Like, literally, uh, my main thing would be start growing. At that point in time, like I said, I didn't have any kids. Bro, I didn't start building and working on myself until I started having kids. So once I sit up there and start doing that, once I start, like, I'm 30, I'm 31, about to be 32 in a, in a few months. I'm mad that I, I used a lot of my time partying and doing other stuff, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, that could have waited. I, I'd rather celebrate when I'm 30 and 40 than celebrate when I'm 20 and now I'm working harder in my 30s 
uh, off topic, the uh, number one thing is I don't feel like in life there's a, a finish line at a certain age. You okay. know what I'm saying? That's one thing I don't believe in. Talk to Because, him. you know, again, you're going to make mistakes. That's the whole point of life. You're supposed to make mistakes and grow. So that's how everything I say always fall into full circle. You're supposed to make mistakes and grow. It don't have uh, by the time you're 40, you're supposed to have a house. You're supposed to have this amount of money. You're supposed to have this right. kind of car. You No, there, that's no point in life. And there's still 60 year olds that's going to college. True. You know what I'm saying? So, so at, at no point in time should you ever sit up there and put a time frame on when you want to accomplish something. It could be a goal. Don't get me wrong. But but you should never put a limit on who you are as an individual. Yeah. Like, talk that talk, once, King. Talk once, that talk. Once you, once you sit up there and, and really apply, like, you, you might have to take an extra step. My extra step was joining the military. Right. Once I joined the military and, I, and I, that opened more doors than what I had. That's why I said with me, Rashard Carter, and all those people I went to school with, Fact. we had the same amount of opportunities. The same doors were open for him as it was for me. He opened a door that was suited for him. I, like I opened a door that. that was for me. So so once I sat up there and, and found my door and I realized what my door was for, I joined the military. The military pays for my school. It also puts a little bit more money in my pocket. It also pays for some medical fees and stuff. It puts right. more benefits and stuff. It helps me take care of my kids. So I ain't got to work as hard now that I'm finally going to school. You know what I'm saying? Right. When he had to work hard as soon as he came out of high school. You know what I'm saying? Like he had college. He still got to pay student loans and stuff. Now, I ain't got no student loans. You know what I'm saying? Sally, make a duck me with all that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to holler at Uncle Sam about that. You right. know what I'm saying? I ain't got nothing to do with it. I did my time. I ain't been it. I ain't in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All I did was spin it. But anyway, like Facts. I was saying, the whole point was you have to find the door for you. Boom. I, I, I believe my mentality put me in a situation that I'm in now. Right. As I grow, I get wiser. As I get wiser, I feel like I don't have to depend on what I came from that's going to define me. You can sit up there and use that as A, motivation, B, as your de final destination, or C, you can sit up there and subtract from all that and, and digress from it. You know what I'm saying? It's right. all in your mindset, whatever you want to do. But but that's the point of making mistake and error. I'm going to tell you two quick stories real quick. You Give know what I'm saying? They funny, but... But at the same time, it's a learning experience. So, boom. You know what you learn every time you stump your toe against the corner of that bed? What you learn? Don't sell yourself short because you're cutting <laughs> corners right there. You know what I'm saying? Don't do it. Number two. Cutting corners. Number two. <laughs> Number two. There was this barbershop. Guy walks into the barbershop. He, he sees his barber. He speaks to everybody. There's a dog sitting next to the barber. He says, hey, man, does your dog bite? The barber cuts off the clippers, look down at the dog and says, no, my dog don't bite. Cuts the clippers back on, continues to cut the guy's head. The guy reaches down, pets the dog on the head. The dog bites the life out of this boy. No. <laughs> he said, hey, I thought you said your dog don't bite. The barber cuts the clippers off, look down at the dog, look up at the man. That ain't my dog. Cuts oh, come on. So come on. <laughs> dude, dude went for the okie doke. <laughs> Word. Word is <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that, that's learning situations. You know what I'm saying? You got to ask the right questions. You know what I'm yeah. saying? First thing you should ask them was, was that your dog? <laughs> then you ask them, does your dog bite? Right. You know what I'm saying? Ask the but, right questions and then you'll get the answers that you seek. Yeah, that's a that's mm -hmm. a valid one. That, that was two two quick jabs that people could learn from right there. They still picking their lip off off that last one. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm willing to 
what I'm willing to express as well as we bring it to a rap is that the first 10 years of your life is given to you. I'm willing to argue that with anybody. Before you understand yourself, the first 10 years of your life, I mean, it's the people that surround you, which would be your parents or your caregivers, the environment that you would be in, you know, the friends from the mm-hmm. family or the neighborhood. It's a close proximity. The next 10 years of your life, you know, you're trying it's to figure you. out who you are. Yeah, your identity. Right. Your identity. And so right. that's when you go through the trial and error of what defines me. And just like you saying, it's the experiences that you go through, you tend to understand yourself because it's not when you're comfortable you you're in your best state of self it's when you're uncomfortable when you put in situations you don't have the answers to and you're like you know what i know better now yo you know what i realized this is not me and and i got i got something similar to that tattooed on me it says you know what i'm saying don't judge a man by how he stands in a time of peace but judge a man by how he stands in a time of controversy facts my my whole thing is you're always gonna be tested no matter what you got going on, you're always going to be tested. The moment you sit up there and allow yourself to get out of character in mm-hmm. certain situations, that's the, and you lose yourself, you, you done lost a major battle. You never know Facts. what time it is you done really lost yourself. And that's a valid point as well. That's, that's what goes into it, you know. So that, But that's a crazy how it goes full circle. You know, the, the first 10 years, you are learning from the experiences of others. And as you get mm-hmm. to the next set of 10 years, you know, now you're you're implementing the lessons learned from others as you're experiencing who you are as an individual. And just how you pointed out, by the time you get to that third set of 10 years, you know, the 30 and beyond everything beyond that, that's that's your responsibility. There's no such thing mm-hmm. as you can blame others. There's no such thing as right. the boss is the problem. The people is the problem. Everything right. is your mentality from now. So that shows the result. Of what you put in. Yeah, you should know yourself. It's funny because my, my son is actually 10 years old, you know what I'm saying? And Uh-oh. I was literally just talking to him right before, you know, I was talking to my, I'm sorry, I was talking to the woman in my life about him. Right. And noticing changes in him from 9 to 10. And, and I'm noticing he's really, like you said, figuring who he really is. So so that's that's why I say you you you're absolutely right when you say the first ten years are you just doing whatever and then you're that sponge you're just soaking everything in. Before ten, you're really just a you're you're a kid and you're just doing what kids do. Yeah, you have your own little personality and your little unique traits, but at the same time, you you haven't discovered that. At ten and above, you're really discovering who you really are, what you really like, what you want to do. So. Yeah, like like I totally agree with you on that aspect. I appreciate that, brother. That means a lot to me. <laughs> <laughs> Dibbling and dabbling. You hear me? Uh, is there anything you wish to tell the audience at this time? Something you wish to, to give them as a gift for listening? Oh, yeah. Bags the barber. You know what I'm saying? 985 You Anytime you need a haircut, just, you know what I'm saying, hit that line. You know what I'm saying? But also, always, like I said, think and everything into a positive perspective as mm. long as you think everything into a positive perspective again that goes back into the serial killers and the uh, mass shooters that i up there and described if they was thinking everything into a positive perspective i'm pretty sure they would have did something positive instead of something negative so i always think everything through a positive perspective facts and uh, thank you so much for being on Corners and Conversations. Bags the Barber, you are a blessing. You are a king. And everything that you do is impactful, I assure you. And for everybody that's listening, I'm going to leave you with this phrase right here. All right. Those who mattered, never mind. And those who mind, never mattered. Y'all take care of yourself. All right. Have a good one.